Welcome to the I Have ADHD podcast, where it's all about education, encouragement, and coaching for adults with ADHD. I'm your host, Kristen Carter, and I have ADHD. Let's chat about the frustrations, humor, and challenges of adulting, relationships, working, and achieving with this neurodevelopmental disorder. I'll help you understand your unique brain, unlock your potential, and move from point A to point B. Hey, what's up? This is Kristen Carter, and you are listening to the I Have ADHD podcast, episode number 67. I am medicated. I am caffeinated, although I definitely feel like I could use some more. However, I'm still ready to roll. I'm so glad you decided to tune in today. Welcome, my friend. My friend, my friend, I'm so glad that you're here. Listen, I did something completely new and different today, so I want to explain it to you. I want to set it up for you, and then I hope that you're going to love it. So I have decided to begin interviewing my clients every once in a while because they are the example of what's possible in the world for an educated professional adult with ADHD. That's what this podcast is all about, showing what is possible. Now, here's the deal with ADHD. We hear from a lot of experts, and that's good. We need to hear from experts. I'm so glad that there are doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, researchers, all the people doing all the things to help those of us with ADHD. But what often happens is that we can read or listen to what the experts say, but there's a disconnect because the experts don't have ADHD, at least none of the experts that I've run into. And so they are sharing their knowledge, which is extremely important and good and right, and I'm thankful for it, but then they're not in the trenches with us. They're not living with ADHD and doing the work. And so I thought it would be super amazing to take this podcast, the whole I Have ADHD podcast, in the direction of hearing from experts and those experts being educated professional adults just like you, just like me, who have ADHD and are making conscious, productive, smart, amazing changes and improvements in their lives, like in real time. Now, keep in mind, this is my B-minus attempt to change the world. It's my very first time doing a group interview. So if I seem a little clunky, it's because, um, yeah, like it was a little bit of a new experience for me. And um, we're just going to allow for this not to be perfect so that you can hear from these amazing clients. So Um, I want you, like we're going to minimize Kristen Carter here. We're going to maximize these clients that are going to help you to see that change is possible for you. If it's possible for them, it's possible for you. So you're going to hear from Caitlin, Franzi, 
Rich and Danny, and it's going to be just a really like warm, kind, lovely conversation. And they're going to share with you their ADHD story, a little bit of their journey, um, and then also like how they are making changes and how they are inconsistently moving toward their goals. It's a really lovely conversation. I hope you enjoy every second of it. Here you go. So I saved the introductions for now because I just want you guys to like, you know, have all the energy and all the fun with each other. All right, Danny, tell us about yourself. Tell us a little bit about like your ADHD story and then like how long you've been in focused. I feel like I have a very random, strange, <laughs> like kind of like ADHD story in the sense of like, I feel like I've always knew I had ADHD growing up. Um, I don't think I ever knew what it was though. I just kind of put it as like, oh, I have just a lot of energy. So I never really got into it. And well, one of the things I noticed is when I did start smoking was, um, it kind of calmed down all the chatter in my head. Mm -hmm. And it was like one of the first times that I was like, well, is this like how other people feel? Because I feel like I'm constantly thinking things and you already know the deal. And so, <laughs> and so like during that time, I used to be like very to myself and very like, um, wasn't close to my family or anything. I wasn't really telling people like how I felt internally, but I wasn't really having a good time with myself because of the constant thinking and thoughts and just like nonsense. And so, um, well, at the time my dad used to be the only one that used to smoke. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think it was just like the relaxation that it gives. It kind of like put down those barriers that I put up and I was able to have like an honest conversation with my dad. And my dad was just like, you know, I strongly, strongly believe number one, that you're an empath and number two, that you have ADHD. And I'm like, what does this mean? And so I was like, okay, so, you know, I have this, but like, what is it? So i researched and I literally went a full year into it and I was just like non-stop researching on um, YouTube so YouTube kind of really helped me with that and just like learning a little bit more about myself and I think I got very obsessive <laughs> and I started just going non-stop and like looking at all these things and I'm like it just makes sense oh my god my life is explained um, and yeah and then I think after that year the excitement of knowing who I was kind of went down and um, I realized I was really struggling and like badly and so like I'm married and luckily my husband's very um, you know welcoming to like my energy and who I am because I really feel like my ADHD makes my personality um, and yeah I feel like that's kind of like my story of like how I kind of found out and I've just been doing more and more research and um, I think I was struggling so much that I was like fiending for like any kind of help because I didn't really understand what I could do so I went to a therapist and everything didn't really get much help there um, and then I don't know I was on TikTok <laughs> there's this woman that I follow and like she does all these ADHD videos and like talks about it. Mm -hmm. Camden. 
Camden. Yes, yes. And so um, I loved her videos because they're so just like welcoming and great energy. Mm -hmm. And one day I just go on and I'm literally like, I think it was, I don't know, I get like getting really depressive over like how um, I'm able to handle my life. And um, so, yeah, like on one of her posts, I saw her like, oh, yeah, listen to this podcast if you have ADHD. And I listened and I was like, okay, no, this is too like on the dot. And yeah, and I've kind of, I just, I joined, I think like a week after listening to your podcast and it was probably one of the best decisions I've personally made. <laughs> I love that. Like, Thank it's you. a long story, but. <laughs> no, that's such a great story. I did not know that you um, found out about the podcast through TikTok. I love that. That makes me yeah. I love it. All right, Rich, how about you? Tell us who you are. First of all, uh, wait, wait. First client in Focused ever. Shouted you out several oh, times on the podcast. Woo! <laughs> now you're here. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, I think I had a very uh, probably quintessential ADD discovery where I actually mm -hmm. was diagnosed when I was little and like first I think maybe first grade, second grade, something like that. And I I took Ritalin for a while. My parents took me to um, like behavior therapy to try and teach me how to focus, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I I guess I either did really well or didn't because eventually they took me out of it. I don't know. <laughs> either it wasn't working, so they didn't want to pay for it, or it was, and so they decided I didn't need it anymore. But um, and then. I think back then people just thought it was something you kind of grew out of. And so we never really talked about it ever again. <laughs> I stopped taking Ritalin um, and it just sort of like, as things tend to do in my brain, just flittered away and I never thought about it again. Um, and then now I have kids of my own and my oldest daughter was diagnosed. And so I was reading um, Driven to Distraction because I was trying to just kind of learn about it for her and was like, like, holy moly. Like, I don't know. I felt like very seen and I felt like the whole, like, you know, last 20 to 25 years of my life, like the struggles I've had um, made so much sense. And then it was like, I don't know. It was like, oh yeah, I had that. <laughs> like, it was like, after reading that, it was like, it came back in my head and was like, oh my gosh, like, how did I not keep up on this for that, you know, that whole amount of time? Because I just think about, you know, in college and early in my career and just so many, like, I'm not, I'm not really hyperactive, like, physically, but I definitely am, like, mentally, where, like, my brain is just all over the place. And so it has, um, I've had a lot of struggles with just focus and persistence and just uh, ruminating and just all those those types of things um, but yeah um, I I started listening to your podcast too that's how I found you and it was like I talked to my wife about it and it was it's essentially the same thing where I like spent a week listening to like 30 episodes or something and then oh my gosh. said that you were you were doing the um, the group thing and I talked to my wife about it and she's like yeah do it and so here Aww. I am <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. All right, Caitlin, your turn, my friend. Hello. 
Hi, um, tell us about so, you. <laughs> so I have a story like kind of more similar to Rich, I guess, except for I was also really, I guess, fortunate in that I was a really classic case of ADHD as a child. So there was really no, I was kind of that kid that like could not be contained and drove everyone crazy mm. and um, really struggled with school, really was just like every, all my teachers saying like, we know that she's a really smart kid, but man, she's just distracting everyone and like this is just a disaster and so um I was diagnosed when I was nine I was in I guess fourth grade um and it's funny though because I guess like this was the 90s there just wasn't a ton of understanding about all of it and so my memory of it was I it was like my parents saying like something is wrong with you we're going to take you somewhere to like see what it is I was furious about it, didn't understand, like thought that I was like defective. I literally didn't speak with the therapist, like didn't say a word the whole time I was with them. And I'm a really chatty person. This was deeply out of um, character. And even just, I guess, from my mannerisms and what my parents had described of me, I was still diagnosed with ADHD with complete silence the whole time I was there. Um, <laughs> And so I, yeah, got on medication and it was mostly just explained as like, okay, you have trouble, like not being a whirlwind in school and focusing on anything. Here's drugs that will help oh. the end. And really nothing was explained. I didn't see anyone. I didn't like, we, there was no follow-up about anything. I didn't read any books. Nobody talked about it. Um, and my dad was diagnosed either right before me or right after me mm. but kind of in connection with this and so there was at least a realization of like oh this kind of makes sense like your dad does some of this stuff but I feel like that's sort of where it ended and it was pretty much like okay now you're on meds and suddenly I was great in school like doing all the mm. things and really it felt like okay your potential has done maximized and that was the last that it was talked about so I stayed on medication like had a whole bunch of other stuff that kind of went on in my life other issues with mental health anxiety depression um a lot of like anger issues like teen angst like kind of problems with alcohol like just a long list of other things and so I've been in therapy for a couple years um dealing with a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. and during that time various points my therapist would say like I'd be beating myself up about xyz and my therapist would say Caitlin you know that that's an ADHD thing right and I'd kind of like laugh like oh yeah <laughs> like I know that I have this sure but I kind of like laughed it off and it wasn't until she had mentioned it enough times and she was like, I feel like we're getting into the depths of some of these things, but this is not my training. And like, you, you might want to just like look into this. And so once then I finally listened to her, I got a book on, it's like the really ugly cover that's about women with ADHD. Um, and as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, this is like a whole lot more than me just being the hyperactive mm -hmm. kid in class. Like, oh, this explains all the things that I've ever 
had problems with for the last 20 something years. And I just yeah. thought that that was like me being a terrible person and that Adderall should have fixed it. And right. so since I was already on meds, it was like, well, all this other stuff must just be like, I'm bad. Mm -hmm. And um, so then once I really suddenly like dove deep into learning about this, once I realized that there was so much more, I kind of looked for all the resources that I could find mm -hmm. and I started listening to your podcast. It was a similar, like, I think I listened to the first however many episodes, like in a week, just binge listened. And then you had just started focused. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess I joined the second month of it. So I've been in it for six months now. And you're now a and VIP. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love it. So good. All right, Franzi. Hi. Tell us about uh, you. So you are in Germany. I just want to tell yes. everybody where your beautiful accent is from. Um, I'm interested to hear if the diagnosis process is different. I don't know if it is or not, but just curious. I don't know either. I can only speak for my own. And yeah. that was uh, really um, actually interesting or funny because I kind of, similar to Danny, I always knew I'm different, but I was like kind of like building my confidence on that like i'm different so like either you deal with it or like you like it or i don't care um so but i like kept stumbling over the same problems in like becoming becoming an adult and like working life and i needed to be somewhere at work for like on time like not being late or on, like getting up get going to bed on time and all that stuff so I think I went to the doctor and said, like, I want to, I live in Munich, so big city. And so there is like a sleep laboratory. So I, I went to like my normal doctor and said, like, I, I would like her to subscribe me that so I can figure out how to like go to bed and also get up and also go to work because that is like main issues. Um, and she said, okay, let's first send you to like a psychiatry person. Neuropsychiatrist, yeah. Yes, to that kind of person. And I went there and I explained to her my issues. And she uh, kind of, I remember she started smiling because I was like interrupting her and like all the textbook ADHD things. Like I interrupted her. I didn't stop talking for like 10 minutes and like telling her all my life story. And so she said, okay, we can do that sleep thing. Um, but she actually thinks it's a different thing. And she will give me like this uh, sheet of paper where I needed to like go through some points and like click how often I have uh, mm -hmm. problems in that area. And so I went home with it and I couldn't wait until home to look at it. So I opened it in, in like public transportation. And I was like, fuck does anybody see me right now seeing what happening? So I was so, I felt so exposed to the world. And I was like, no, this can't, like, it's, it's like all the, all the uh, points got like checked. And then I was like, okay, shit, what does that mean? Do I even want that? I, I think I forgot about it maybe uh, sometime. I also went on like my uh, semester abroad and then I was like, okay, no, I cannot deal with this right now. Uh, so I think about a year after I remembered um, and, or like I decided to 
to like, okay, I want to look into this. I also went on like YouTube and the internet and there's not much, um, yeah, or there's a lot of confusing info there. And I was very not interested in like, how is all these medications like not good for your kids, blah, blah information. So I wanted like some constructive info. I wanted mm. to like how to deal with this. Yes. How do I, or who I can look up to. And I think I remember um, finding your po podcast um, about famous people who have ADHD, like Justin mm -hmm. Timberlake and stuff. And I was listening to that and I was, I'm not sure how, how honest I should be here, but I was like, there's this American accent woman. She has like this kind of annoying voice, but what she says <laughs> is so like relating to me. So I might as well just like keep listening. I love it. So I don't even like, like, but that was like one of the first things I thought, like, this is interesting. There's also successful people and like mm. amazing people who have this. It's not, not just stupid, like people who are not in control of their life. And yeah. I just wanted to find some, some, some like resources. And then I went on the podcast. Um, and then I, I think I joined uh, the emotions month. I don't remember this one, but I think it was during COVID, uh, Corona, yeah. Corona hit. And I was like, okay, I can only sit at home. There's no semester going on right now. So I don't have anything to do. I want to have something to do. I might as well just like go in a month and it's actually a topic what I want to work on, like emotional, like, breakdowns or like outbursts or like explosions is a thing I frequently and some like people around me frequently deal with. So I said like, okay, I just like give that to myself as like, uh, like a thing to do during COVID. Um, and then I stay, but like to like retrospective, it makes so much sense that I have ADHD because I, um, in the in the first like period of my adulthood, that sounds weird, but um, yeah, in the in my in my twenties, I worked as like with kids, like I think America's calls it preschool mm -hmm. or like daycare, you know, yeah. from kid from like baby until school. Um, so I worked with them, and that worked really good with me because I have very similar like habits and patterns and stuff. Like I forget stuff. I I'm so like um impulsive i have like very easy good understanding of kids who like have like meltdowns or like freak out or like don't behave because they simply don't know how to so i related to these kids so i worked with these kids because i was good at it because i understood them and then i never uh, like and then i came to the the point of like okay this doesn't work out because I also have issues. So yeah, that's how I found out so about ADHD. Thank you. I really appreciate you sharing that. It sounds like your diagnosis experience is similar to what I think a lot of other, at least in America, um, you know, I think it would be similar to that. Go ahead. Um, one more thing I think is probably different in Germany with healthcare. A system we uh, like have the system of 
uh, like the multimodal uh, therapy. So like my health insurance pays for my medication if I also go to therapy. As long as I go to like a like behavioral therapy, like my insurance also like supports that. So it's kind of like combined. That is, and there was a whole process involved until like finding a therapist because before I kind of get the subscription and yeah, Mm -hmm. but that is probably a thing. What is maybe different? Yeah, definitely. Also, there's laws because it is like a medication what is like yes, yes. constricted was the thing I okay heard. yeah sure yeah. so like they can only prescribe like a small amount and yeah. only yeah. you can only like pick up the the thing personally because yeah. there's, there's this like whole like selling it's the whole thing thing yeah. yeah first thank you for sharing your story with all of us and then secondly the reason why I want to have this podcast is because I want to highlight adults with ADHD who are making changes in their lives. And I know that all four of you are in the process of making changes and you've seen some changes. And then like, you're also like in the trenches making other changes. And I think it's really important to show the adult ADHD community that it's possible because I think for so many people, Um, And I know for myself personally, before I started doing this work, it was kind of like, this is who I am. I don't see any way out of being this way. I don't love it, but I don't see a pathway forward. So can any of you share with me changes, like even just one change that you feel like you've really made in the last couple months through the, the focus program and like the support and coaching there? I think the biggest things for me have honestly been um, inside my brain, (laughs) like how to um, deal with things in a more neutral way. I think that I um, have always been somebody that's very hard on myself. um, And I've always been somebody that every time I make a mistake, it's like further proof of, you know, the, the fact that I'm, never going to do anything that I want to do. And, you know, every time I yell at my kids, it's further proof that I'm ruining them. And every time I forget to do something that my wife asked me to do, it's like, you know, I'm not being a good husband. I, I mean, just the list goes on and on and on. But I also think that most of that stuff has always been in my head. Like it's, I've never really been outspoken about that stuff. It's always like, I think that as I've been going through this and talking to my wife about it, she's like, just didn't even know that a lot of that stuff was going on because it's just, um, I don't know, it's an issue with asking for help, I guess, an issue for like feeling like I should be able to do it all myself. And that the reason that I'm not doing these things is because I'm not trying hard enough or I'm not, you know, prioritizing correctly or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So I think um, the biggest difference that I've noticed is just a lot less anxiety and a lot less, um, I don't know, just being able to work through things a lot more easily and a lot more, um, you know, for instance, if I have a goal that I'm going after, you know, I used to be like go full bore at it. And then inevitably when I miss a day or if I fall off the wagon, then it's just like, well, screw it. I'm, I'm not, you know, 
if I can't do it perfectly, then it's not worth doing. And now um, I think that it's a lot more easily for me to just like, well, life happens and tomorrow mm. I'll, you know, I'll do it. Or <clears throat> just started telling myself more like, you know, it's what I do most of the time. And if I, you know, if I'm not, if I don't do it every time, that's okay. As long as 60% of the time it's good, then it's like, that's still most of the time. And just being able to work through those things without, um, just giving up or without freaking mm -hmm. out or without, you know, if I go into a shame spiral, it's like I'm a lot more able to notice it and pull myself out of it before it gets too crazy or before it like is debilitating. And um, so I think it's just made me lighter. It's made me like mm -hmm. just life is, I don't want to say it's easier because it's, it's not easier, but it's like, it's just, um, I don't know what the right word is for it, but it, it just, it's like, I'm able to just go through things and do things and not have everything mean something that is 10 times more significant than it really is. You know, it's like, I'm able to look at things and this happened. Okay. That happened. What do we do now? As opposed to like, this happened. Oh no. Like, yeah. you know, the world is ending. Um, so I don't you've know. cut the and drama. That, that goes, yeah. And that goes to all areas of my life. It's not, it's not like one certain thing that I think has, has become better I think it's just in general just dealing with everything has become better hmm. I love it that's so awesome right Caitlin yeah so it's kind of interesting because like when I joined I think the thing I was really wanting to focus on or like the thing that was causing the most immediate issues for me was mm -hmm. I'm still I'm a newlywed I got married I guess eight months ago and um I was having a lot of problems with my husband in mm. just our communication. I was, it was like a lot of victim mentality, a lot of like, it's not fair. And a lot of like that kind of thing on my end. And then also I was having a lot of problems with interruption and getting really angry, like emotional dysregulation, like just this like rage kind of situation. That's some stuff for me in general but that was kind of my like initial thing that I was like I gotta nip this in the bud like I really gotta figure out how do I just like lock it up how do I how mm -hmm. do I shut up like stop being so difficult in conversations with my friends my husband like I I just want to be I just want to like calm it down and I didn't totally realize that in thinking through the thoughts of how I end up in the situation that I'm in, that it would help with that. But then also in all these other aspects of my life that I have kind of just like powered through up until this mm. point, like I had a pretty intense upbringing. I, um, not succeeding was not really an option. Mm. And so I have worked really, 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 really hard to be someone that is pretty high functioning. You wouldn't like know about me that, I mean, I went to college, I have a graduate degree. I like, I am doing different things. And so I was kind of like, whatever, I, I just work harder in the, all the other work areas of my life, like do more, stay up later, power through and I'll handle that. I just need to like stop being so angry. And um, it has helped me. Yes. Like be, I mean, I'm still working on, <laughs> the stuff with interruption and 
getting really frustrated about things, like still working on that. It's not a perfect, I haven't solved it, but I have a much better understanding of why I'm reaching those places and that it's in my head that I remember you said when you talked about that you can't control what anybody else does and that the only thing you can control is yourself. It was like, I mean, people have told me that forever, but I think something about understanding that it's like, no, this is on me. Like whatever situation is happening right now, it's like, sure, I could try to like, oh, it'd be great if he understood better or if everybody else like catered to me, but that's not happening. So how can I, like, what can I do? And it's felt like I have a lot more control over myself. Just like, this is my life. How do I want to live it? And then as a nice little bonus, it's like, oh, I'm actually like dealing with emails that I avoid or finally getting like under some issues with money. That's been a big problem where I just avoid it um, because shame is my like really personal that's my thing that I always have had a lot of shame with so many things and understanding like why that's coming from where it's coming from how it's impacting my inaction it's like I feel like I am now the controller of my own life instead of just sort of like the um instead of it just happening to me it's like I actually get to decide what do I want my life to look like and okay most exciting thing like I have chills all over my body that's exactly what I want for every single human with ADHD is to feel like they have a choice like there's an option and you get to choose and you can choose whatever you want like it doesn't have to look like you know the way that somebody tells you to look or the way that you know you perceive that maybe i think it should look or whatever it's like you get to choose but it's always a choice it's so fun yeah i didn't i like honestly didn't realize i kind of thought it was just like okay work harder work harder push harder mm-hmm. and then however hard i can push is as much as i can get like that's as much as i can change my life and it's kind of like if i'm really tired and now i'm burnt out well then okay now that was I'm in the fun. phase where life's just happening to me and yeah. so it's really refreshing to be like what about intention like what do I want these are questions I've never really asked <laughs> right? oh I love it thank you that was amazing all right Franzi you got something for us yes uh, I would would change my like daily life a lot was like to understand and acknowledge that there's always like two sides and I always like saw only one side and then like focused on that side and like spiraled in it and just like yeah everything about it and to like find out that I can like trick myself or challenge my brain to like see if the other side could be true too like I think you you told us that like that was a big thing and like combining it with something else what I like started to do like some time ago not like because of ADHD but because sometimes just words or labels I don't like like for example I 
saw myself always as like, I hate sports. So I don't do sports, right? But then I decided, okay, so if I say yoga isn't a sport, because I can label as it as something what is nice and good, and I, in the end I get to relax, it is sportive. I'm not saying I'm not sweating, but uh, but it's not like in the in the like drawer of sport. So I started doing it, and I really liked it. And so, and the same thing happened. I think about the same time when I joined Focus, like in in April or something, when COVID hit, there was this like you can only go outside if you like go shopping or go to work. And I said okay, I, or do sports outside. And I was like, I don't do sports. But I want to have the ability to go outside when I want to. So I went, literally went to the store and bought running shoes. I oh. said, like, just in case I would need them. So, like, I can tell a police officer I'm, like, on a run. <laughs> I didn't even plan to go running. I just, like, bought them because I wanted to have the possibility, you know. And... If you believe it or not, like I would not believe you if you would tell me like half a year ago that I would be running or like jogging two to three times a week now. This is oh like mind-blowing. I mean, I need some help. I need to like call my sister or she calls me and we're pushing each other. Like, like let's go to the shoes and just like put them on, not like baby steps. Another big concept for me, like baby steps yes. all the time. Yeah. So like I don't want to go running, but I can manage to put my leggings on. Mm. I can manage to put my shoes on and go outside to see how cold it is or how warm it is. And so if good. I'm already outside, like I can put my leggings on and my shoes, running shoes on and just like bring the trash out and see if it's like nice. And then I'm already outside and I might as well go. That's brilliant. Like you guys like, need I, to all rewind that and listen to it again. That is brilliant because that is like, like you have enough determination to like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put my leggings on. I'm going to put my shoes on. Let's just go see what it's like outside. And then it's like, ah, it's our, I'm already here. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. So the baby steps com uh, like combined with the like making my like my own brain I know my brain can do a lot of stuff so just like make my brain think of an option or like, like a different label um or like a different perspective or the other side hmm. and then just trying it and finding like accountability partners or share like in our community the win was like a big difference like when yeah. I can share that I did a thing, it yeah. is much more like interesting to do. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Danny, do you have anything for us? So like my big thing is like physically, I want things to change. Mm. You get me like my, um, how active I am with the things I need to do, <laughs> um, which is for me, AK work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, okay, well, I started this last month. So I think for me, the biggest thing I, I started with self-identity, which thank God I did mm. <laughs> because, um, 
it's actually something that I thought I tackled on already before. Um, I think I fall a lot with Franzie with of like, oh yeah, I'm accepting that I'm weird. I don't care if anyone doesn't accept me. Like, <clears throat> that was always my big thing of like, I'm loud, I'm weird, I'm crazy, you get me? Um, and so what I realized doing the notebook was a lot of things I say about myself or mm. think of myself come from a lot, a lot of it stems from other people. Um, so I think my biggest thing is with my self-identity is trying to disconnect how I disconnect what I think of myself when it comes to just people's opinions of me mm. and most of it is opinions of like me growing up being a stereotypical ADHD hyperactive child <laughs> um with no guide um so that's kind of that was probably the biggest for me I think mm -hmm. I cried a lot <laughs> I cried a lot throughout mm -hmm. um, last month, just like realizing a lot of like things that I guess I hated of myself or I would put myself down about um, were just things on like my ADHD. Like that's just, that's just me. I can't really do anything mm -hmm. about it. So I think I've been, it's really helped me be really more accepting of myself and my situation because also I'm understanding who I am a lot more um and I guess another huge thing is like me knowing that a lot of what I feel I struggle with and the things I have a hard time with like I said before I'm very like non-vocal about it and I think ever since um joining Focus I've been so vocal about it so I feel like also a huge thing that's changed for me is like my relationships um, with people I think my family's a lot more understanding of me because I am vocal about it and I'm like mm. oh that's a part of my ADHD oh that's just my ADHD and like things that probably they'd get annoyed or right. upset or even when I'm like upset or I'm like in my thing my spiral and all of that Mm. I will just go like especially for my relationship with my husband I'll just look at him and I'll be like I just want to apologize because like I don't want to be like this but this is also my ADHD and so like my husband's so understanding and I think like conclusion wise that thing of like feeling heard I feel like I'm finally being heard and listened to and I felt like my whole life that has never ever 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 happened wow. um yeah, and I think um, that's kind of the major thing. So, yeah, I think for me, those are, like, the biggest changes. Love it. Like I, said, I want to see more physical. <laughs> yeah. But I know these are just the building blocks, so. Oh, I love that, and I agree with you 100%. I just wanted to, like, underline what Danny said, that, like, one of the biggest impacts for me is, like, finding this community and like mm -hmm. seeing that other people struggle with the same thing like mm -hmm. I do like I don't see many other like people struggling with the same thing in like my my 
normal life let's call it that but like to see also like see other people coach or like talk about an issue and me thinking like oh i also do or did have that problem and that's how i like think about it and that's how i deal with it and like listening to you how to like what you give as a as an advice or something that mm -hmm. has been so helpful and like i watch so many calls now like instead of just like stupid youtube videos of like i, I don't know because it's it's actually fun to see some it no that sounds weird that sounds wrong it's not fun to see other people struggling but it kind of is because it is fun that they struggle with the same thing than I do so I feel like I have backup so like that does that make sense absolutely and I agree with you in in the coaching membership that I'm in with my coach I watch coaching videos all the time all the time and to see other humans struggling of course you don't relish in it like oh i'm glad they're struggling but it just it validates all of the things that you're going through and then if you are able to apply the advice to whatever situation you're having it's like some of my biggest transformations have been on like when i've watched coaching calls not even when i've gotten coached it's been when i've observed someone else's brain and i'm able to look and be like I totally do that. I see what they're going through. And this advice is for me. It's not, it's not just for them. It's for me too. It's like sometimes like an overview of your own life, like mm -hmm. going to that other perspective of like, sometimes you're like blind for your own problem, but seeing someone else struggle with a, with a similar thing, um, that just makes you like, have you a better view over it? Yeah. Like from a like elevated point of, or like, yes. you know? Agreed. 100%. Not in the meaning of like, I'm, I'm better than them or yeah. something. Just like you see it, it, you see the Eiffel tower better from not being on the Eiffel tower. Right. <laughs> I want to just talk about inconsistency for a hot minute. And you guys, I want to know, have you been able to like make changes and feel like you are moving forward inconsistently? Or are you guys in the workbook every single day and on every single call and doing all the things? Go ahead, Caitlin. Um, yeah, I definitely inconsistent. Like the mm -hmm. month that we talked about organization, I forget what month that is. I never opened the workbook. Never opened Love it. it. I basically, that month, that was like not my issue. That was, I was kind of like, organization is like a thing that yes, is a struggle, but I'm still working on the like relationship workbook or whatever else was yeah. happening. And it was just kind of like, I would go on the calls, I would watch those, but the workbook, it was kind of like, they're, they're all, you can pick them up when it's useful and then put them down when it's not. And that's been really freeing because it doesn't feel like I'm missing anything if I'm just like, this is not relevant to me right now, but this other thing is, so I'm gonna focus mm -hmm. on that. I love it, that's so good. And I have tried to be better about 
thought downloads though. I've been a little more consistent about those. So good. And that <laughs> is such a huge life changer, those thought downloads. Yeah. All right, Rich, what you got? Um, I sort of building on that, I guess building on what everybody's been saying. I think that for me, the self-concept book was like almost like a core thing that was very eye-opening for me. And I've sort of been going back through previous workbooks with the knowledge that I have gotten from that one, because I feel like I'm able to do those more effectively or like they make more sense to me now that I'm kind of looking through them, looking at them through a slightly different lens. And I think that by doing that and, and kind of what they were saying with like watching people's calls, I think I'm a lot more able to accept those things about myself. And so accept the inconsistency, but not let it break me. And then also by accepting those things about myself, I've noticed that I feel like a lot of people in my life that I was worried about accepting those things are accepting it. But I think it's more just in my head that I thought they weren't accepting it, but now that I accept it, it feels like they accept it, I guess. I, I don't know if that makes sense. But. Yeah, I'm like doing all sorts of cheerleader <laughs> dances over here because I believe that to my core that most of the time when we don't feel accepted by others, it's, it's us. We are not accepting ourselves. And so we are projecting that onto pretty much every human that we interact with. And, and it's just it's this- made me more able to like, if someone truly does not accept that, then that's a them problem and not a me problem. 100%. I love that so much. I love that you, I didn't think to even suggest doing that, but I love the idea of doing the identity and self-concepts and then going back through the other workbooks through a different lens. All right. Anybody else want to uh, just like touch on inconsistency at all? Go ahead, Franzi. For me, inconsistency never has been such a big issue. Like, well, that's amazing. I'm just like hard believing that consistent being consistent for me looks like being inconsistent. So I maybe have the concept like all mixed up. But yes, for me, inconsistency means like it's like ups and downs and it's like waves and the ocean is waves but the ocean also is very like so so like i'm consistently ups and downs so i can relay it like i can relay rely on it um that like if there's an up there's a down and if there's a down there's an up so i will try hard sometimes and sometimes it's easy so, so good so I don't really like think about it and everything everybody learns, like watching kids grow up, um, they just like, they try and then they they fall. And mm -hmm. just like you said in the other podcast, and sometimes they don't try for like a day or two, but that doesn't mean they gave <laughs> up. Right. And we never look at them. I mean... Of course, unless you don't think that maybe they're a typical human, like a typical child. But if you believe that your child is typical and, you know, just this like little 12-month-old kiddo, we never look at them and think like, well, they're never going to make it. Like they're just never going to. Even gonna... the untypical ones. Right. Because even, even at some ones, point. They not, right. They, they don't have the concept yeah. of like giving up. Yeah. And so, oh, that's so I think 
they, they don't know that it's a possibility. And I think some, sometime we just get the info of like, okay, giving up is a possibility, mm. but it's just not. Like what so, if it wasn't even an option that was available to us? What if we just had to be inconsistent forever, which by the way, we do because we have ADHD. So be inconsistent forever and just don't give up. But that's more beautiful to me. Mm. Consistent sounds like boring to me. And consistent sounds like, <laughs> like standing still and nothing changes anymore. And that is just like boring and also frightening. So I don't want that. Mm. So inconsistency is the thing I like. And it's like, sometimes it's going to faster and sometimes it's going to be slower, but it's never mm. standing. That's what I like. Can't, like, I don't, I don't ever want to like stand. I love that. So that good. Sounds robotic. Right. You just are constantly doing the same thing every day. Like that's that's not a life I want to live. Like I want to have variety and I want to do different things. So what if the inconsistency is actually just like a a like a flavor in our life, right? Like not something that we have to shame ourselves with, but it's like, oh, this is the part where I'm just like not going to do this thing. I'm going to go do that thing doesn't mean anything bad. I'm going to come back to this because it's a goal of mine. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's so true. That's because I, I feel like I grew up where like there was so much pressure to be consistent, to do a certain, to, to like be really regimented. Like this is how yes. people are supposed to be. This is how successful people are. And it was like, since I wasn't doing that, it was always just like, you're a failure. Shame, 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 shame. Yes. And realizing like, oh, I don't have to be ashamed about that. This isn't like a shame thing. This is just like, it's fine. This is how I am. And sometimes sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down and sometimes it's whatever, but you just keep going. And when you don't have that shame, then you don't feel like you've already failed. So then mm. it's easy to them the next day be like, okay, today I'm doing it. Like, like it's it just, you don't have that same like emotional weight with it. And so it's, a lot easier to just let it ebb and flow. Totally. It's like, it's dropping the drama around it. It really is. Like uh, that is the best way that I can put it like concisely. It's like, there's just no drama. Like you just like, sometimes you show up and do that hard thing. And sometimes you're like, I'm going to do that tomorrow. And it's okay because tomorrow, instead of beating yourself up and avoiding and procrastinating because you feel terrible about it, you just like, you just do it problem. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. This was so fun. I could go on for hours. So maybe next time we're going to plan for like more time because this was super fun. <laughs> all right. Thank you. I will see thank you. Bye. All right, friends, there you have it. Isn't it so great to know that there are people out there just like you who are on the path to making progress, on the path to their goals, on the path to their dreams. For me, it's so validating to be surrounded by a community of people who think like me and act like me and are still able to make progress with their lives. So I just hope you feel extremely encouraged after listening to that interview. And I will see you next week. 
A few years ago, I went looking for help. I wanted to find someone to teach me how to feel better about myself and to help me improve my organization, productivity, time management, emotional regulation, you know, all the things that we adults with ADHD struggle with. But I couldn't find anything. So I researched and I studied and I hired coaches and I figured it out. And then I created Focused for you. Focused is my monthly coaching membership where I teach educated professional adults how to accept their ADHD brain and hijack their ability to get stuff done. Hundreds of people from all over the world are already benefiting from this program and I'm confident that you will too. Go to IHaveADHD.com slash focused for all details.